You really need to talk to the folks here at Next Level. I've got to tell you, just speaking to the people here, they are fired up, they get it, they've got the right balance, and they're all increasing their income, they're increasing their production. But you're dealing with uh, people that are in the trenches dealing with this, our practitioners, had failures, had successes, learned from it, and it's about helping you, not just like get through the next month, but it's about creating legacy business for yourself. And I can tell you that uh, you are mission focused, I know you're purpose focused, and, and I can tell you that every loan officer that I've communicated with um, that's been part of your platform has been a raving fan. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, a proud founding member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative. You can check out more awesome podcasts at realdisrupt.com. And now, Kenneth Travis and Sean Zalmanoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Next Level Loan Officers Podcast. I am Sean Zalmanoff, and I have like one of the most specialist of special guests today. I am joined by Ashley Corville. Ashley, how are you today? I am great. How are you? I'm good. Any day I get to spend a little bit of time with you is uh, is always a great day in my life. So I appreciate you. Thank you for that. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. So you, if you don't know Ashley, Ashley has not only been a member of Next Level for a few years, gone from being a loan officer to running a branch to really running a branch differently. Uh, you, you went through a, a transition, which I think you were actually, you were going through a transition when you first joined us and then, um, and then just needed to bring more things in house and that wasn't available. So uh, you, you joined a, another company. Um, you can share that later. If you want yeah. to say who it is during the, the course of the time, that's fine too. And uh, you've just, you're a really powerful woman. Uh, very clear in what you want and how you're doing it. And now you get to uh, to be a guest on the, the number one loan officer podcast. Guys, I want to just thank all of our listeners and people watching right now. Like, man, I don't know what it is, but probably because of guests like Ashley, but, but our ratings are going through the roof and uh, and we appreciate the downloads. Hey, if this is moving the needle for you in your business, do me a favor, like go on to Google or iTunes or wherever it is you're listening to this from, you know, put five stars on there, leave us a review and uh, and let us help more loan officers. And Ashley, so one of the natural evolutions for somebody as dynamic as you when, mm-hmm. uh, when you join an organization is you're like, hey, Ashley, let's do more together. Yeah. And, and so in the last, I don't know, six, seven months, you started coaching as well too. Um, you actually just started coaching anyway. And then we were like, well, mind as well, uh, you know, get paid to do it. Um, so man, tell us a little bit about the amazing woman that you are and maybe drop some mortgage information here for us as well too. Sure. So um, I'm Ashley Corville. I'm from uh, California originally, and I transplanted to South Louisiana. So I'm in the heart of Cajun country and I very similar places. Yes, 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 yes. And I've been uh, doing this for a little over 10 years and I spent most of my time being a single loan officer back then. I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. So I ran my business really differently back then. And as my life has kind of gone through and we're going into different seasons and this business gets like harder and harder every year, it seems. And my life has gotten busier and busier. It's just it's, it's evolved and it's taken on like a whole new thing. So now I'm married. I have two small kids. They're three and six. And so they keep my life very busy. 
And um, I've got an amazing team that we built that Next Level has helped me really get some clarity on and, and grow my business a certain way. And that's where we are. You're not just taking care of two children and, and a husband. Like, I mean, I can't wait to come visit Ashley's farm. And this is not many things, men is anything bad, but Ashley lives in the country. Yeah. Like, you know, the, there's quite a few animals uh that that are, are taken care of uh you happen to live you know one degree one way or the other of hurricane alley every year um you know th there is a lot to manage in your world there there is in fact like this morning my my morning started around 5 a.m because we have a brand new baby calf that hit the ground so we have a four day old baby calf that hit the ground and we have a one month old baby calf and both of them are being bottle fed. So like me and my husband started at like 5am. So I'm in my nightgown in my coveralls at 5am with my coffee in one side and a milk bottle for the calf at 5am after being up most of the night with my three year old because she just never sleeps it seems so like it's constantly moving and someone told me the other day, like, how do you do all the things you do on a day? And I'm like, I just like manage my time as efficiently as I can to like hit all the things. While getting your six-year-old ready for school and uh, running an incredibly successful branch, you have your schedule designed so you don't work more than 35 hours in a week, correct? Correct. Yeah. So like we, I work a max about 35 and my, like my number one goal for 2021 is getting it down to 30 hours. And like, that's 30 hours total that's at my desk on the phone. It, like no matter what, if I'm, if I'm plugged into work, we're trying to get it down to 30 hours. I know that we're going to hit that by the end of the year. That's not where we are today, but that is where we're going to be at the end of the year. Once we make some, some structural changes of the business, we know, cause like, it's important to me to like be a full-time present mom. And some days are better than others, quite honestly. But, you know, like I take my kids to school every morning. That takes me over an hour. And then I got to carpool them in the evening as well. Cameron has dance class once a week. She's, she loves it. She's terrible at it. She doesn't know it. We're going to keep letting her go until she does, till she doesn't like it anymore. It's like, I go and there's dance class once a week. And like, I want to make sure that I'm present with her um, and so she can, so she can see me there cheering her on in something that she loves right now. Well, you know something. So my, uh, my, my youngest just turned five and, uh, he had some speech therapy that they had to go through for a couple of years. And it was, um, I mean, it was like, he was at three years old. Like he was real, like he talked all the time. You couldn't understand him. Right. And, uh, like one of the things that I kept saying as we were talking to speech therapists and working with them is like, man, the, the best thing about him is he has no idea that he talks so much. He doesn't even realize that people can't understand him right now. So like, if we get this fixed, he's never going to know. So you might have like, you know, I mean, Greta Garbo or something like that in your hands. And by the time she realizes she's bad at dance, she might be like the best dancer on the planet. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. I'm, I'm just saying. So uh, tell us about uh, 2020. So, you know, we, we, we always talk, we know there's a pandemic in 2020. Uh, you, you transitioned companies in 2020, you grew your team in 2020, you closed a few more loans in 2020 than you did in 2019 too. Like brag a little bit, Ashley. Yeah. Like probably my biggest brag about 2020 is like, it did not affect me like it did uh, the majority of people. 
Um, we like, we saw so many blessings during, uh, COVID and quarantine. Yeah. Like in the mortgage industry with lower, lowest rates we've ever seen and all the things. So like, sure, that's a blessing, but me and my team, all of, all of us are ladies, all of us have small children and we didn't have to like sacrifice or worry or like do any of that. So we were able to plug in with our kids when we were there, we arranged it where we kind of staggered times. So each of us was working three or four hours a day working the business. And then the other rest of the time when our kids were home with us being with our kids. So for me, like 2020 and the brag moment, I guess, is that like, I didn't have to stress during quarantine. like, I built such a solid team that's focused on the number one thing, which is our kids. That's where we are in our season. And it happens to be that, you know, we had a phenomenal year. We grew our business 30%. I reduced my work hours to 35 hours a week on average. And we didn't stress very much during 2020. We didn't have the, 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 the worry or the stress that I feel like a lot of other people in this industry had. When it, and it, it's interesting. I remember talking to you, it was probably May of last year. And as like, we, we finally started to be like, okay, cause we like March, everybody's closing a bunch of loans, but like, we don't know if we're going to like have an industry come June or what's going to happen. And like, by the end of May, I'm, I remember speaking like, oh, like sucks what's going on, but this is going to be this year is going to be epic yeah. um, from a, from a business standpoint. And then it, you also being like, yeah, but 70% of my clients work in the oil industry and we don't know what's happening with that right now. So, yeah. I mean, you had another curveball, like, you know, as, as we talk about this K shape recovery, like, I mean, mortgage industry, the real estate industry sits at the top of that, but you're, could have been dramatically affected in a different way had the had jobs been different in, in your hood. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in the, the majority of our industry is in oil and gas. My husband's in oil and gas. And so, I mean, I'm getting hit from both sides, right? My clients are, are, are stressed and worried and don't know how they're moving forward. And my household is impacted as well. Um, I tend to like not get bogged down in like worry and concern of things that we cannot control. So I just focus on like what we need to focus on, which is growing my business and what I can control, what I can do um, and not worry about all the the unknown or like the fear. That's not where I want to put my time and energy. So, uh, so what changed? Like I, I remember a couple years ago, uh, you were, you're at one of our events and, you know, one of the things that we talk about in, in next level, uh, it's kind of one of our mantras and our defining principles is, you know, the story you tell yourself the most is the story you believe the most. And the story you believe the most is the story you tell yourself the most. It's a really, it's a, it's a class. It's called the path. And, and KT and I go pretty deep inside of there. Gosh, you know, we, we spoke, you've heard that like three times now, haven't you? But, yeah, I hear it a lot. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the entire class. And so it's, it's been something else that's been cool. And uh, I love teaching that class because it's, it's something that it's not about mortgages. Um, and it's about defining who you are. It's about setting agreements with yourself of who you are going to become in the, in the way that you talk to yourself. And then I took a different spin on that. And and I, I've got a mantra that I say with both my, my five and my seven year old. And I've been saying that with them for several years now. And, uh, and you, uh, they're, they're really young. And so like, it was, you know, pretty easy for them to adapt. And then the, 
another event that you came to, you were, you started telling me a story about speaking to your children that way, and your oldest. And you just mind sharing a little bit of that because it was just it was just really cool in just how great of a mom you are and how you are as a parent and and just what it what it took for you know to to kind of get their buy-in. Yeah. So I'm a really direct person. If you haven't figured that out already, I'm pretty direct and I have a lot of confidence in who I am and and what I'm what I am and what I'm not, right? And so I feel like I speak a lot of life into my kids. And so the story I tell is when my kids are doing um something like that's working for my schedule or, or like they're doing it. I always say like, you're a rock star. And so they hear that all the time. They probably hear it a dozen times a day, if not more. So after I heard this class, the very first time we were in Orlando together and I came back and I told Jackson and he was probably like right at four. And I was like, buddy, can you say like, I'm a rock star. And, um, you know, or you're awesome. Like these are things he hears all the time that he's always heard. And he could not say the words out loud. And I remember the first time asking him to say it and he would not, like he refused to say it. And my kids are like pretty compliant. Like if I ask them to do something, they're going to do it. And he would not. And it took me over a week to get him to like mumble and whisper these words. He would not say them. And it broke my heart to think that I thought I was pouring life into my kids. But if I was saying it, he wasn't hearing it or he wasn't believing it or he wasn't saying the same story to himself. And that made me feel like I had done maybe uh, a disservice to him. I wasn't speaking the right language or or whatnot. And so I wanted to make sure that like that cycle didn't repeat itself in my, in my kids and their kids. So we started working together. And so like, I cried the first week, like every day I tried to get him to say this and he would not say it. And I cried every time. So I'm in the front seat. I'm like driving. I do it in the car on the way to daycare. And the baby was like less than a year old or right out of year. It's like, she's not saying it. And I'm driving and it took me like a week and I would cry every, every day he wouldn't say it. And then it finally caught on. And then after like two or three weeks, he had this whole like string of mantra that he could just do on his own. And he was so impressed with himself and he was so happy in himself. And he was just saying, and he kept saying like, well, can I add this mama? Of course you can. I want to be this great. So four words, two and a half or three years later, he has his own mantra and the baby who's three now, she has her own mantra. And like they, um, they tell themselves a different story than I told myself growing up. And so the hope is, is that we do, we give our children a better life than we had. And I didn't have a terrible, like a miserable childhood or a terrible childhood. That was like, I wasn't in a desperate situation, but it did shape who I was. And so I'm just hoping that like my kids will have a little bit easier time as, as they're going through challenges than maybe I did in the past. It's amazing. The, the power of words and repetition and what yeah. we can do to influence those young people around us. Right. And like, I use the mantra to like, try to convince them to be a certain way. Right. So Cameron is very much like me and she's definitely rough and she's, um, she's tough. Let's say that it's so like in her mantra, we have to say every day, like I am sweet because she's not very sweet. Right. But I'm hoping she'll convince herself <laughs> to be sweet um, and, and lighten her edges a little bit. 
Um, and, and, and it's really not about like being sweet or whatever. It's just about, you know, caring for others. And sometimes when we're busy and we're tough, we forget to care for others because we're so worried about caring for ourselves. And it's important that my kids know to reach out and care for others. Well, it's really good. There's so many lessons that you can teach your children too. like both of my boys, part of their mantra is saying I'm a man of integrity. And so when they do something that, uh, is not filled with integrity, then I get to ask them, Hey, like, are you guys men of integrity? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, do you think that is, you know, mm-hmm. Oh dad. Uh, one of the other things too, it's, it's probably my, my favorite part of it. Uh, not the biggest, well, maybe it is the biggest lessons, but, um, Another line of the mantra is when I get knocked down and get back up again. So yeah. like I'm the dad at the playground when like the kid falls off the monkey bars that, you know, they're climbing on top of. And like, there's the group of parents that run. I'm the guy screaming across the the, the <laughs> playground. What happens when you get knocked down? Because if like you run to a kid that falls, like they're going to cry. But yeah. if you ask them what happens when they get knocked down, they usually get back up again. And that's what now if he's really injured, you know, they're right. There's, then, then I run over there, uh, but it, they usually spring back up. Yeah. And, you know, that's actually really kind of a, a great segue into like what you've done and experienced in, just in the last two years, Ashley. Like, talk to me more about, you know, you, we, we raised over the top, you've built this team, you've added a few people, but like, how does your team run? How do you keep evolving? And, what has the team done for you and your business? Like if somebody's like, man, should I start a team? Should I not start a team? Hey, I work 35 hours a week too, and my life's good, but it could probably be better if they worked 35 hours on the right things, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah. I mean, for me, like when I started this business, like I wanted to be the best and only I could be the best, right? Nobody could help get me there was the thought process I had. Um, and, and that has slowly changed as my life has changed. I don't want to be the best. Like I want the best around me. And that's what my team has done for me. Right. And they've taken some, some pressure and stress off of me. They've allowed me to plug into my, to my family. So when I'm away, so I don't believe when personally, I don't believe they say like, I only work 35 hours a week. I'm all by myself. I'm totally fine. I don't believe that because people, you, you may sit at your desk for 35 hours, but every time somebody needs something like a pre-approval letter or update numbers or call the listing agent to do this, like you're the one doing that most likely at home. And so it feels maybe like I only work 35 hours, but I just don't believe that. Um, there's this business, if you're doing any amount of volume or units, like there's too much to do to just work within 35 hours by yourself. So I think you really have to look at, are you truly only working a certain amount of hours? That's the first thing. And for me, like I want to be able to walk away from my business and it not impact my, my client experience, right? If I'm not available because I'm sick, because my kids are sick, because I'm on vacation, my business still runs and people still get the same experience, whether I'm here or not. And that doesn't all have to be on me. So there's that. And really like the, the number one reason I created a team was to give other working women a place to to grow, to make money, to do something that they're super proud of. And I get to contribute to that. So like I bring business in the door and and then they get to run with it and they get to be a part of something. And I'm happy to share the glory. Like everyone knows, like I cannot run my business and do things 
the way I do it by myself. I'm happy to share the glory with my team and, and I'm glad that they're a part of it. So like, I don't need to be the shining star. That's why my team is not called the Ashley Corville team. If your team is like Sean runs the Sean's team, it's totally fine, but I didn't want to be the shining star. Like I wanted everybody to feel a part of the process. It's not because my ego's that big. We just branded cool. it that way at the beginning and you know, people know it. Gosh. And it's too hard to change it now, right? And yeah. so, and of course, like the the one one of the best things about Next Level, not the only thing, but one of the best things is that you get to learn from people's mistakes, right? Not that naming your team after you was a mistake, but it was when I got to sit there, sit there and think, well, how do I want to brand myself? And what do I want to do? Do I want it to be the Ashley Corville show? I did not. How did I want it, it represented? So I got to learn a little bit differently. People to this day still do that and that's okay. I just, that's, that wasn't the best fit for me. Ashley, so, so I have a question for you, but I, but I want to tie a bow on something that, that you said too. Like, you know, you wanted to empower other people to succeed and, and to do well. And, and like the people that I meet in my life that have the kind of success that I want, that have, you know, a successful business, but that has successful relationships with their family, with their children, with their wife, that their mind's in the right spot, that are, that are physically fit. Like those aren't the people that it's just all about them all the time. And so like, I mean, I am always reaching out and I'm always pulling myself forward. Like if I'm not moving the needle in my world, I just, I'm not living. And that's how it works for me. But like, I can't do that without having a hand behind me and, and pulling people up. I mean, the so many people in my office are, are so valuable. Culture is an incredibly overused word. Yeah. But, you know, the, the 50-ish people that, that work in my region, I will tell you, if you ask them, like, what, where we're at and what we do, like, we just have something special. And, and when you do it and it's about them and not about you, like, you know, it was 2020 was a challenging year. Closed more loans by double than we, we've ever closed before. And I mean, thank God I did not lose any of my amazing ops people because if I did, it was already challenging enough. We'd have been screwed. I mean, and if it was, and I know they were all getting recruited. Um, right. It's because of what you build together. And, and as soon as you start putting others first, like you have in your world, like it just, it changes. It makes things different. And the work doesn't seem quite as, I mean, it's still a grind, but, but it doesn't yeah. seem quite as much like work. So, yeah. but I got one more question for you. Sure. So you've been doing this for 10 years. So if you had to go back in time, yeah, eight years ago, 10 years ago, and tell a previous version of you most important things about running your business today that you think would have the greatest impact on them, what would they be? You know, like hindsight's always 2020 and like going backwards to be like, oh, I would do all these things. Um, you know, I would put like, you know, my priorities were so out of whack back then. It was, it really was about being the best and doing it all on my own. Um, and, and not asking for help. I have an incredibly hard, back then I had an incredibly hard time asking for help because I didn't want anyone to know I didn't have it together. So I feel like if I could go back, I, I would solicit a group of people that, that could guide me a little bit better. 
I've seen so much growth in my business and in myself um, since I've joined Next Levels. Like if you're not surrounded by great people that you want to be like, get a new circle. Like like number one thing, get a new circle. Whether that's your, your company, your region, your team, your coaching, your peers, your family, your friends, like whatever that looks like, but get a new circle to bring you to where you want to be. Um, in my business, like love on your clients, right? Like take good care of them. They're, they're, there's a ton of mortgage professionals in the industry. There's a ton of great loan officers, like be really humble to the fact that they chose you and take good care of them and make the, do the right things for them. Um, that's what we've always kind of built our business on. It's doing the right things, even when it's hard. And, um, we've kind of carried that through and, you know, just like build, build an environment that you want to be a part of. Build an environment you want to be a part of. I, I, I couldn't sum it up more. You know, that was kind of why we created next level. We, Shane and Kellen and KT and I, we, we all fell from some different coaching branches and, uh, it wasn't the right, the right environment, fine things were going on at, at some of those places and, and some things we wanted to change. And so that's how next level was formed because we thought we could build a different environment to better more loan officers and really help move the community and make us relevant. So like, if you're interested in finding out more about next level, Hey, if you want Ashley to be your coach, uh, go to nextlevello.com and check us out there. Uh, no matter what, like if, we're not your tribe. We're not the group that is best for you to plug into find your tribe. Cause when you do, and, and when you find the right people in the right group, like you will grow substantially, you will be better for it. And like your business, your family, everyone will thank you for it. And so I just challenge anybody listening to make that commitment to yourself because you probably made some pretty good money last year. 2021 probably looks pretty good for you. And I always love taking advice from people who have been really successful for a really long time. And I don't know anybody who's been as successful for as long as Warren Buffett's been as successful for as long as he is. And when, when he gives commencement speeches in college, one of the things that I know he almost always says is the best investment you can make is an investment in yourself. And I know that I've found that over the years too. There hasn't been a stock or a piece of real estate or anything that I've ever purchased. I've made, bought some good ones at times that, that has had the return that the investments in myself have made. So I challenge you to do that as well too. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Anything, any other parting words? No, um, I, I think you kind of summed it up well. I'll, I'll just say that like for a long time, it wasn't a part of a coaching program because I held myself so accountable that I didn't see any value in having a coach. And um, man, if I could go back, I would do a different, I would have a different life even now. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm super blessed in where I am and I'm really proud of where I am. But if I had taken this step earlier in my career, I would be at a much different place. So if you're finding success where you are and you feel like I don't need to invest in myself, I'm doing fine by myself or I'm holding myself accountable, I challenge you to go back and really kind of see, you know, where you could be if you had the right people around you. So you you make me think of the, the, the ancient wisdom of, hey, the best day to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best day is today. So, you know, don't kick yourself if you haven't. Take action now. Absolutely.
Peace, y'all. We appreciate you and you have an awesome rest of your day.